Hey podcast, it's Houston, and I'm here with another episode of the Super Story Podcast, and I'm excited because we're actually debuting a new format called Meanings Over Mugs. We're going to be testing this format with you today, and it's where me and my business partners and a couple special guests uh, discuss uh, the same movie, the same TV show, the same piece of entertainment, but we really pop the hood and talk about what the story is really about. We talk about Soapbox a lot uh, on the Super Story podcast, and we talk about how the plot is what a movie or a story is about, but the Soapbox is what it's really about. So this is just me and my buddies uh, getting a cup of coffee and really going deep into story about what the story's themes are, how it can next to us personally. What does it all really mean? It's just one of those deep late night conversations you always have with your good friends and, and, and or you should at least have with your good friends as you dig into the purpose and the meaning and the connectivity that is so important to a story. So we're testing this out. It's a little bit of a long form piece today. Hopefully you stick in there and we're dealing with a movie that's near and dear to my heart for a couple different reasons called Hillbilly Elegy. We have Matlock London who who is an independent filmmaker out of Oklahoma. We also have Rory Parton, who is an international recording artist, uh, joining myself and Travis T. Rev Carter. Really hope you love it. And please let us hear your comments. Uh, let us know if you connected with it, if you loved it, if you hated it. Send us an email, send us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to our very first episode of Meaning Over Mugs, where you get these four fine young gentlemen. We're going to be talking about some movies and some of the cool themes, the cool soapboxes, as we call them, the, the whys of a story, some things that are unforeseen that you probably didn't think about that existed in these movies, or maybe you did. And I'd like to introduce you to our panel. Uh, we have... To my top left is Houston Howard, and he is a creator. He is uh, a professor at uh, several colleges for uh, transmedia design and, and movies and scripts and all that fun stuff. And we got Matlock London. This guy is a uh, the true hustler, independent filmmaker, doing some big things. And uh, Rory Parton, this guy is actor, singer, songwriter extraordinaire. Michael Buble, type sound, look him up. And you got your boy, <laughs> T-Rev. That's it. I just like to be here. I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> I have some good opinions. Check me out. So let's jump into this, gentlemen. Let's give them something, uh, hopefully, that they like. First yeah. of all, first of all, uh, two observations. One, I feel like Matlock's beard should have its own Zoom window. Uh, that just hmm. says Matlock's beard, just in a sep completely separate Zoom window. Um, and then, uh, Trev, I like how your mug says coffee. Just in case you forget, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, <laughs> it's just which case. mug am I going to use today? <laughs> right? Uh, it's just coffee. like it's like yeah. Your mug says is, is labeled coffee. Uh, Rory's library has re reference label right there, just in case he forgets the reference books. Just in case you forget the coffee. This is, this is a sign of getting older, is it? <laughs> <laughs> am I the only one that doesn't label everything? I. I 
I don't know. I I just don't I don't label enough things in my life apparently. Uh, so uh, hopefully everybody has their coffee. Uh, sort of the the emphasis of this show uh, is is remember back in the days when we could go to a coffee shop and actually have conversations with other human beings. Uh, and so we long for the good old days. Uh, things, it seems like we're, we're moving back toward that. Um, but while we're, we're, we're still uh, in the midst of COVID, we decided to do a digital coffee shop uh, and uh, have that coffee shop conversation. We can have the conversation. We can have coffee. Uh, we just can't be more than, uh, we just can't be close together, apparently. So, um, so, uh, so to Today we're going to be talking about um, a movie that that's in pop culture right now, kind of digging into it. Uh, and you know, I like to always phrase um, you know phrase it this way: is the plot is what a movie's about, right? But but it's not what it's really about. And there's always like when we're talking about what something's really about, it's like when we pop the hood and kind of dig deep, and that there's an analysis that goes along with that that most people I don't think do. Uh, but I was always sort of one one of those guys that uh, that uh, you know I you know even even as a kid I like to do that right. And uh, I was telling Travis recently that uh, you know what I love to do is you know if, if I were to design my perfect birthday, I would do batting cages. I love to go to the batting cages on my on my birthday, but I want to. I would like to take a bunch of friends, go to the movies, watch a movie, but then it's not just watch the movie, go to the coffee shop after the, after the movie and then talk about the movie. My wife thinks that's the, the nerdiest, weirdest thing on the planet. But like, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't need a cake. I just like, I like to kind of dig in and discuss. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just one of those guys that would take like four hours just to sit there and, and talk about, you know, scene to scene, what it means and things like that. So, uh, so thank you for if, uh, you guys for indulging me with this. And today we're going to be talking about a movie that's, that's, that has been in pop culture that has sort of come back into pop culture just in the past week, uh, which is something called Hillbilly Elegy. And uh, Hillbilly Elegy uh, is, a, um, is a Ron Howard film based off a book by J.D. Vance. And it was a New York Times bestseller uh, by J.D. Vance. Turned into uh, turned into a feature film by Ron Howard um, back in I think I think he wrote the book in 2016, but it hit it hit Netflix um, uh, you know just a couple months ago uh, to a lot of controversy actually uh, and that we'll that we'll talk about and um, but just recently just came back into uh, to, into the news for a couple reasons so uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today so I want to give a very clear spoiler alert. Anybody that doesn't want to be, I mean, I don't think anybody cares about spoilers for Hillbilly Elegy necessarily, not, <laughs> right? But uh, there must be somebody holding out. <laughs> but just in case, <laughs> just in case, like just in case, here's the time, here's the, the your opportunity to bail. Go watch the movie. Jump back into this video later uh, at this point. But. Um, but uh, uh, Hillbilly Elegy was was actually a movie that I was excited about because uh, excited to see because it's 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 set exactly where uh, where I'm from originally in Kentucky. Usually Hollywood um, butchers Appalachia 
capturing Appalachia, right? I think there's only been a couple movies that that really uh, captured Appalachia in a great way. One was uh, Winter's Bone. I don't know if you guys saw Winter's Bone with uh, Jennifer Lawrence back in the day. That really was a good uh, good window into that world. I was excited to see this, and uh, because you know Amy Adams, I love Amy Adams. Uh, Ron Howard, I think, is just you know one of the best directors in Hollywood. So I was excited to see this, uh, to see this film. Um, and, but then it was met with like an immense amount of, uh, criticism when it was, uh, when it was, when it was released primarily because, um, of the politics surrounding it. And I'll tell you what I did. I went, I went like the full, the, the full Monty with this film guys. I watched the film. And then after I watched the film, I went and read the book, right. Which is something I don't really do. If I don't, I, sometimes I go from book to movie. I've never gone movie to book before. And, but, wow. uh, um, but the book actually kind of digs into sort of the politics of, uh, surrounding Appalachia and, um, sort of gives some sort of reasoning behind why, behind why Appalachia supports Trump and has sort of a Trumpist nationalist lean to it because of sort of the, the macro politics involved. It was, it wow. was interesting, like the controversy that's kind of surrounded it. And it was actually met to like immense uh, critical backlash. Like the critics hated this movie, wow. hated this movie. So let me let me ask you guys, what did you think? What were your thoughts? Just general thoughts. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I personally loved the movie. Um, I know that that's a strong word. You know, because they're like, oh, I liked it, I liked it, but I, um, it, you know, Travis said that it hit home. Um, I, it hit very home, like eerily home for me, and it's really weird because I, I, uh, you, you suggested we we take a look at it and and sit down over it, you know, and um, I, as I I'd mentioned in a conversation previous before we got on, you know, the last ten years of my life have been crammed into Disney films and stuff because I I've got a 10 year old, a six year old and a two year old. Yeah. And that's almost all just 24 seven Disney stuff running through my house. So I, I, I had not been aware of the film much less the, even the book. And so I sit down without any context to watch this movie. And it's real. it was so eerie because that was my childhood. Mm. It shook me. I had to pause the movie a few times, to be honest, because I was mm. crying because it was it was some of the things I literally went through some of those things. Wow. Wow. And uh, and so to me, that's not politics. That was my that was my story. Even. What's funny is all of all of this, the, the media, what you just shared, all those opinions existed. And I, I, I'm glad I hadn't read or, or come across it mm-hmm. when I watched the movie. I absolutely saw and felt no political agenda at all. I was watching this story of 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 heartache and, and triumph in the, the the this the, the pool and terror uh, between should I stay should I go type thing, right? Yeah, sure. Didn't see anything. So so let me ask you this. What did you guys like about it? Like what are your favorite parts? For me, I think talking about Glenn Close, she just gave a masterclass uh, acting performance and all three of you are actors. So you guys can appreciate even more, but like she, she, she was that character in like this epically awesome, crazy way. Right. I I absolutely, absolutely loved her character. I thought she just did such a great job. I love the fact that she was, they called her mama because 
because that's very Eastern Kentucky. It's not mammal, right? Like mama is like very like a country thing. Like those like those little details, uh, um, I think are pretty awesome. And she's just you know you know she has uh, just like the best lines like ever you know so she i think at some point she she said she says uh you're you're uh you're as dumb as a bag of hair right <laughs> great yeah. thing to say right uh you know uh she 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 always talks about like shooting people you know uh you know if you got a problem that you can talk to bear on my gun I'm, like in the book it's even she even goes even further a lot of times she you know she just tells people straight up if you do this again i'm going to shoot you in the face right like just like and i my grandma wasn't like that like I had a mama, mama was my mama wasn't like that. But I've known I know so many people have mamas like that. Like it, it's it's you know it just resonated with me and just like her acting performance alone, her and Amy, Amy Adams, I just thought were just like they just got lost in the character, which I I just I thought just so so good about that. I was gonna say my first thought, like Houston was, uh, I thought Glenn Close was unrecognizable as sure. Glenn Close. It was um, it, we're halfway through the movie and I'm like, now who is that? Because her character was so right there. Yeah. I mean, I, spot on. I was really impressed with that. And like you said, some of her lines, <laughs> she got, it's like the wisdom of Appalachia. It was right. uh, really cool, right? But there's a lot of right. deep stuff going on with the things she says. And more than that, the things she does. Like, yeah. you know, uh, I've recently been thinking, you know, like love is not an emotion. It's an action. Sure. Okay, so thinking of it that way, she goes to the door and the guy's there with Meals on Wheels, right? right? And okay, so what is her action there? Her action is to say, well, you got anything else? And then she takes in the small stuff she has and she gives him the larger portion. Yeah. He hears and sees this. That makes the difference in his life. Mm -hmm. Right there, everything like, boop, hinge pin, yep. all turned right there, right? Love and action right there. And I thought that was really cool that it's not something because she didn't tell him all through the movie. That's one thing that got me is nobody's saying, I love you so much all the time. Right. I'm doing these sure. terrible things to you, but I love you because their actions yeah, yeah. aren't saying that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and finally it's like, this thing happens. And of course, Amy Adams did say, I love you at one point. It was like, okay, sure. well, that's really cool. Great. She finally said it, but the grandmother's actions were like, or memo's actions were sure. bam. This is love right here in action. This is what I'm seeing. What she's saying sounds harsh sometimes, but what I'm seeing is her loving this kid to the point that it completely changes his life. It's great. It's great. Matlock, what'd you love? Uh, I, I'd like to piggyback on what Rory was saying, and even to the point where <clears throat> Mama, you know, she didn't even buy her meds. She mm -hmm. bought the calculator instead, you know. Right. Um, right. But, you know, you know, just like I was saying earlier, so much of that hit home. It was while I was watching that, I was just reliving my life. Like I, it made me think about all the things in my life that was going on like that. And um, I had a grandma. I mean, she I called her grandma. That was that was like that. Now um, she wasn't my she was she was uh, on my dad's side, but but she was very, very much like that. Now it wasn't ever a gun, but boy, she, she'd pull a switch out of thin air. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Man, oh, that yeah. switch, she was deadly. She was deadly with them switches, but you know, and she, that's, that's how she was. You know, she, she would, she would make, you know, she, she, she'd give Jesus a, a run for the money on the whole fishes and loaves things, 
you know, to make sure. things, to make, to make <laughs> provision, it. you know, sure, stretch right. it out. And that was, you know, that, and so I, you know, and, and I, I, that was born and raised in Oklahoma, you know? So it was like that, that, that same feel stretched across, you know, and, and the South don't like to claim Oklahoma and the Midwest don't like to claim Oklahoma. So we're kind of out there in limbo, but we, we kind of have the boat. We have both, you know, we, 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 we grew sure. up that same, I grew up that same way, you know, and, and the nostalgia of the nineties in there. And, you know, Amy Adams, my mom, it was weird. It was like, I was looking at my mom, you know, with mm. the big hair and the bangs and the, yeah. the denim yeah. shorts that were acid washed and the big baggy yeah. shirt and yeah. the going wow. to the card and wow. comic shop and the everything yep. like the, pr- I mean, the, pr- like, the production design and the costume design were spot on, like spot on with just, those films. Yeah. You know, and, 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 I, I have being a filmmaker, being a writer, being a director, being an actor and a producer. If I if I get lost in the film, it's a good movie. Sure. Mm. If 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 something happens to where it pulls me out of of being lost in the film, then I become the analyst. Yeah. And I, I pick it apart. 100%. But if I get lost in the movie, if I get lost in the movie, those those are my favorite movies. Yeah. And I, I yeah. totally one hundred percent got lost. Yeah. Well, look, we take our own prejudices into anything we watch, right? Sure. And I think yeah, that's right. what, one thing you're saying there is that we have to be careful of is to carry too many, too much of that in, that everything we see is through this jaded lens or whatever particular lens is. And we think that it's messed up because it didn't fit what we thought it should be, even right. though that's really what it was, if that makes sense. I, I love the, I, lo- when I say love, like, some of the best scenes that stood out to me were um you know basically anything with mammal but but really the um the the scene with the i think uh, for me it was the most powerful was um uh where where it got to the point where we watched this i was watching with my wife and my wife couldn't watch it anymore she was like mm-hmm. I, I can't i can't do it but it was it was the uh you know after the mom uh, after the mom yells at the kid and, uh, you know, it takes him to the comic shop and the, the car shop and all that stuff. And they're driving home and that car ride home and, yeah. and it just how fast everything changes. And, yeah. you know, and she's like, you know, speeding and, and she, you know, is hitting him and he runs out. Like at that point, Courtney, my wife was like, I can't watch this anymore. It was like, wait, it was just, it was that, it was that emotional and, and crazy. But I thought like that was, that was just such a well-acted scene by the kid, by Amy Adams, captured so well in that film. And it, it just really, at that point, you're like, wow, this is not a normal way to grow up. Like, the, you just see how terrible this situation this situation was. I thought it was just a really good thing. And then what I loved about it, too, just from a directorial standpoint, was how they uh, how they set up the scene where she was reaching back with her hand. Uh, you know, when she was she was struggling early in the film and uh, and then they called back to that exact same thing later, you know, when um, and they really built that tension of is he going to is he going to go for the interview? Is he not going to go to the interview? And and the, just that that visual cue, that visual callback. Um, I know, Travis, we, we were talking about that earlier, like that was just mm-hmm. like so well done. Um, yeah, because that's something that isn't in the book, right? Like that's something that isn't in the book. Mm-hmm. And th- what's not in the book is, is, is so the flashback narrative structure wh- that that goes from Yale or in present day back to the past, like that was all constructed by the screenwriter and um, 
uh, and Ron Howard, which I, I thought was, was really good. And I thought ultimately one thing that Ron Howard did was, was, uh, is he, he just captured, he didn't, he, he didn't make people seem like caricatures of, of Appalachian people. I thought he really captured it, which I think is interesting because Ron Howard started his career in Mayberry. And this is like weird, bizarro Mayberry, right? Later in his life, uh, sure. where it's it's small town, but it's like small town with you know devastated economics and an opioid crisis. Like it's such a like a weird bookend of his career. I think so. I think, Travis, what what did you love? Um, I think he he nailed it. It wasn't a caricature caricature um, type, and it, it it wasn't hyperbole. It wasn't making fun. That stuff w- was so real, and it, and and it's so. Uh, my friends, I had friends uh, growing up that uh, were like that. I, m- I remember I said when I told my dad, and and can we, we just can we be real? We we all love each other. When, when I moved from back from the Bay Area in in Berkeley, California, to Ohio, and I was like, Dad, I don't want to go back to Ohio. I said, it's poor, and I said. The white people, they're all they're barefoot and they have like dirty faces, and their kids have snotty noses. So, all right, this this is what I remember. So just can we just be real? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I get back to Ohio. We get back late at night, and I wake up. There's a knock on the door. This guy named Harold, his brother, sister, and I open the door. They're like, "Hey, can you guys come out and play?" We knew you're moving into town, and sure enough, it's not. There was dirt, and I looked down. I see the the blackened feet from the dirt. And I was like, yeah, we can come out and play. <laughs> Shut the door. I said, Dad, look outside. But anyway, but, <laughs> right. but wow. we, my family was no better. We're, we're just we're, – we're a family of dysfunction. What I loved about this right. was the, 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 the struggles, the, the, the mental struggles that, um, that, would, that would occur that was – one, as being a smart kid, I would get straight A's, but I would go home and I wouldn't tell anybody, kind of like you, Matt, Matt, like I would go home that I was going home to lights being cut off all the time. Dad on crack, sometimes we, my dad told me um, our TV and VCR, VCRs back in the, the 80s was like a big thing. We finally got one. Oh, it got stolen, but really they stole it from themselves and sold it to the crack guys. And then, um, to get crack but then like a week later the vcr came back and they would tell us oh we found it it's going right over my head we found our vcr it was intact okay i didn't question it and then when i had to when my wife was watching with me and she's crying for me because she's like you know you have i everything from my family falls on me i've got a brother in 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 jail right now he's constantly in prison or in jail when things happen when my dad died hey 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 travis what are we gonna do so i make phone calls and i, I knew sure. an owner of a funeral home so we could get it paid for he he ended up hooking me up and letting me giving me two thousand off not pay the balance there was just so much pressure so i was watching it in a time of my life with some things that are going on personally where i've just said i i give up on life and helping it's just too much weight so i'm watching this young man grow up go through this weight and I was relating to him. I was lost in the story. So, and I, I kind of, I hated that I could relate to this stuff so much. So that, that's why I thought it was like a really good movie. I could, um, 
really feel and understand and put myself and i think anyone could with a pro we've all had decisions to make so you don't have to be a hillbilly you don't have to be a black dude from the hood to understand those struggles mm -hmm. enablement enabling your family uh sure. or, or do you love your family when when she when the grandmother told the the boy to after that cops got called when he ran away from his mom mm -hmm. um uh, or when he had to, uh, uh, one, that was the first thing that happened that the grandfather said, you did a good thing, son. He took mm -hmm. up, he, we do have that, that, that interesting, uh, um, dynamic that exists when you hate your mom or someone in your family so bad, but you love them and you know that there's that loyalty. Mm -hmm. So that interesting. Exists. Isn't yeah. that like, it was it's, like it's really so cool how, yeah. how that happened. Uh, I just loved it. I'm like, whoa, you, you could see that they showed it. He, he, he pulled it off, uh, in, in an amazing way. And then when he had the pee, the pee test, he's like, I'm not going to pee for in the cup for my mom. She needs to learn her, her lesson. Right. Even though he did that, the family started – he still started making excuses and always had to be her savior for a while until he, fi until he finally like stood up for himself in that moment when they're grabbing at the end. That To me, that's standing up for yourself, and that betters the family when you make decisions to, to leave um, and, and do what's – that's – that's ultimately right. You're going to just kill yourself trying to make up for a dysfunctional family. But it was really cool to, to, to weigh that out. And see, say, I, God. see, I think that's interesting. What you bring up, Travis, is, is that, you know, and this is something actually the book uh, uh, brings up is that, you know, Appala the, the issues in Appalachia are shockingly similar to the issues in the inner city. And uh, because ultimately I think the, one of the biggest themes that in this, in this film is just, is this realistic, portrayal of poverty and it just shows shows what poverty is and does and even things like even the p-test scene when he has to go in and you know he goes to the bathroom but he has to like pull the curtain and that's like the the door to the bathroom and stuff like yeah. that like there's those little aspects to where if you grew up poor then you're like wow that's real i like i think a lot of why this film didn't land with a lot of people uh in on the coasts, you know, especially in Hollywood, is that I don't think they can imagine people growing up like that. Yeah. It's so far removed from uh, from like their world. Like, what do you mean that you don't have you don't have a bathroom door? You have to pull a you have to yeah. pull a curtain across, right? Yeah, that, like, that's a great point. It's like they in the, I guess in another in another setting, my mind might go to the place that theirs when I in what you're saying. Wow, they created this world, so it ticks me off because they created this world for what it is, and it should have been this. When it's like, no, this is what the world was. I, right. I hadn't thought about that playing into the anger or the outrage aspect over the film, but that's a, that's a great point, man. And it's so yeah, funny. They, this is not real, right? People yeah, can accept uh, they can accept Middle Earth. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, you can accept <laughs> the Hobbit, but you can't. No, guys, yeah, this is right. going on. It's, 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 yeah. yeah, it's so interesting. It's it, it, it's really, I think, a fascinating look at, at like just how evil poverty is, man. Like, mm. like not not. I'm not saying that poor people are evil. I'm saying poverty is just like such a terrible thing. Uh, you know, like and and again, going back to Glenn Close is, and I hope she wins the Oscar. Just like man. as a as a middle finger to all the the uh, the Razzie people, right? Uh, you know. Let her, let her go ahead and win the Razzie and the Oscar. And the Oscar. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that I love awesome. it, right? But, like, but, but, you know, Roy, you brought up that scene with the Meals on Wheels, right? Is, is 
you know, when she was, when she was, was, you know, figuring out how to eat, like that's that one shows the selflessness of, of her, but that's, that's an evil situation. Uh, like nobody should, nobody should have to deal with that. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, and just like how insurmountable something like just buying a calculator is. Right. And like, I never grew up super poor. I was sort of lower middle class. Right. Uh, and I actually think I didn't know we were probably poorer than I thought, you know, my parents did a really good job of figuring out how to maximize. So we were all really didn't know. He's sort of like Mamaw did. Um, but my dad worked 40 years on the railroad. My mom didn't work. Uh, you know, we had three kids. Uh, and, um, you know, there were times that were that were tough. But like, you know, it got to where, where you know, we so many times just ran out of money and just don't have money. And you had to make those those decisions. And, um, you know, but but I thought that the portrayal and the of poverty was very accurate. But that's something, Trav, that 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 crosses over into the inner city. And uh, is that poverty, poverty doesn't discriminate against, you know, like, you know, what it affects. And yeah. it's just, you know, it, you know, outside of the even the the drug abuse and, all, you know, and all that, uh, those other things, just like I thought this was a really interesting portrayal of poverty in, yeah. in general. I, I had a one friend, one of one of my white friends when I moved back to Ohio and in Ohio has rich middle class poor white people. You guys have to understand when I made that comment, I was uh, an 11 year old kid and um, coming from uh, Berkeley, uh, even though I lived in bad areas in, in Ohio, I went in California, I went to good schools. So I would see from Africans to Venezuelans to, you know, just good melting pot, really cool uh, dynamic. So I had a a, a a narrow mind in terms of what Ohio is black and white for the most part of it to me. Mm. But I had a friend um, whose parents would do uh, crack. You know, they were white. They would do crack with my my dad, my uncles, and everything. And they're you know real poor and every. And one night, I remember uh, uh, my friend. She uh, said, "Oh my gosh, we got to go uh, uh, go to your this house where your dad, my dad is at. My dad just shot himself in the head, and he put a twenty two to his head and poof, shot himself in the head. And my uncle was recounting the story to him. He just went like this. Oh." what did i do and there's a bullet lodged in his head the guy lives through it that's hillbilly that's hillbilly strong hillbilly strong (laughs) there are some good points to be in hillbilly strong that's it that's what it pays off to be hard-headed right like that's that's, oh my god but those are the things i saw and, and, and live with and 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 I took P test for my brother because I we looked alike. So I was relating to this Matlock just like you were. I was I remember going into to Quest Recovery Services when I was like 15. So my brother would he 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 was gonna go to prison to to jump 15, 16. So uh I take the P test form because you know I'm I'm that kid out of our family, no drugs, trying to do the best I can, going to school, get get good grades. And uh but always making up, always taking up, always enabling. Sure. I've been an enabler probably my whole life. I have to admit that about myself. And uh, when I do take time to shut people off and shut down everyone pulling on me and to, to concentrate and raise my kids, then I, I live with this this 
sometimes an insurmountable sense of guilt. And I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have ever had that with any uh, the yeah. dynamics of your family, what you go through when you like kind of push someone aside just to get your life right. And yeah. uh, so it, it's it was it was a struggle watching that. And I think the one place I cry at Matt Lock and, and Rory Houston was it was is a weird part. It was when he got that A on his test and she took that paper away and walked away and she was looking at it. Mm. I don't know. That's the part that really touched my soul the most out of everything because she was like weird and odd, but she was a warrior, the the, the grandmother. Yeah. Uh, she had to take responsibility. No one else is going to do it. I'm going to do it. We're going to get someone right, something right. There's something special in this kid. And, and we haven't talked about the whole situation with – he had to get those smarts from somewhere. So his mom, though she's on these opioids, sure. she was a nurse. It's so hard. Yeah. I know nurses, and that's one of the hardest tests to take. It's you got to study just like you're a surgeon. She had that ability, but somewhere down the line, no one found her and got her the calculator, I think. Sure, right. And and gave her the half, the bigger part of the chicken of the food. Mm-hmm. Um to say, I'm going to do it. It's in all of us to be great. And I know maybe I'm jumping the gun and I'm getting to these yeah. deeper themes that I saw, but That's I thought good. that was really interesting. One of the things that I thought one of the most powerful scenes in, in, in that movie was when, when they were in the car and uh, uh, I think it was when, when the grandfather died and everybody stopped for the funeral procession. Yeah, that was yes. and And Mama, yep. and, and the kid says, what are they doing? And Mama says, we respect our dead, yep. right? And that was that was a line that I think most people wouldn't wouldn't pick up on, but like that, I think more than any other line captures Appalachia, mm-hmm. captures that that you know, like we're hill people, like and there was like a pride that goes along with that, and um, it, it it's just an interesting dynamic. So so you know. There's a lot of negatives about it, lack of diversity cut off from the world, a lot of, you know, lack of opportunity, poverty, you know, et cetera. But there's also this interesting, like, unity that comes along with it. Like, these are our people, and we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to. I used to love when, yeah. when, uh, I don't know if you guys experienced this, uh, Rory or Matlock. I used, I loved the de- days and times when uh, a neighbor was allowed to spank your kid, spank your kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because it, everyone kept you in line. That's Marsha's boy. That's Papa Carter's boy. That's what they would say where I grew up. Boy, if you don't get out of there, and and, and your, your grandma said I got permission to give you a butt whooping, right? Uh-huh. So you had to be on your piece and cues no matter yeah. where you went. Now you're you're afraid to say anything to anybody. Just not 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 just a, a, a whooping, but just even saying, hey, you, you shouldn't be doing that. Someone comes to, what did you say to my right. son? I'm taking you to court. You've hurt them. Now they have anxiety and depression. Not making fun of those things. Those are real things that like my family has dealt with. But and see how I have sure. to preface that. Because I yeah, know sure. that this will go out to the public. Everything yeah. I say, I get. Uh, I'm afraid of now. But well, I loved how when they beat up the the, the the guy, the little boy was getting beat up, and the uncles and comes over <laughs> says, "Oh, I know that's uh, Jethro's boy," and he punches him in the stomach. And and he knew like, you know what? You're and you'll probably go and should they'll probably say you shouldn't have been beaten up on that kid. Then sure, serves your right? rights. There's yeah, not going to be yeah. a big family argument. I want to talk uh, quickly about about I think the most prevalent theme in 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 this movie. Is you know dealing with addiction, and and specifically dealing with addiction of a family member, and uh, and the whole thing is built around this tension of should he help his mom or shouldn't he help his mom? Uh, should he should he leave and go do his thing or should he stay? Right? Um, what do you, like were y'all rooting for this guy just to ditch the mom? Were you rooting for him to stick with the mom? Like like were you torn? Why don't you what, go first, Matlock? We haven't heard from you. What was your thoughts on that? 
<clears throat> discomfort. Um, you know, what's hard, what's hard about that is, um, when you're, when you're watching the movie, uh, from the outside, you know, it's, it's, it's just a choice. Oh, don't do that. Oh, do that. Sure. You know, go to the, go to the interview. It betters your life. You know, oh, stay with your mom because she needs you. You know, um, what's, what's difficult about that is, is the gravity that that kid lived under his entire life Mm -hmm. of someone else's choices. Mm. Sure. And the fact that his entire life was, uh, decided for him because of someone else up to the point, you know, like I can't do that because, you know, I don't, I don't know the state mom's in or I can't, uh, I can't this, or I can't that because, you know, of whatever, you know, he went and got a job, um, just to help mama make ends meet because mom was doing what mom did, you know? And, uh, uh, you know, mom's choices and, um, clearly the dad's choices. Cause he was just not even in the picture like that. Sure. They never even went into it. Like clearly mm-hmm. just left, yep. you know, yep. um, he had to live, he had to live in the wake of that. And, um, you know, the decision, cause so many people have grown up in that type of state before, you know? And, um, the fact that the two of us sitting here right now can draw parallels to this movie, um, there means there's countless others. Sure. Yep. And the fact that, um, you know, whereas, you know, Houston, you're saying, you know, you feel the theme is, is definitely addiction and I'm not going to disagree with that, but I, for me, the theme was, um, this kid could have gone the exact same path as mom did. Sure. It shows a sure. different one. Yeah. Whereas mom chose to settle for the hand that was dealt her. This kid chose, no, I'm not playing that game. Right. I'm going to play a different one. He, he decided that his life was going to be something different. Yeah. Whereas that's what mama was hinting at, you know, and was sure. like, okay, you need, you need to make something of yourself, you know, cause no one else is going to do it for you. Mom was waiting on someone to do it for her. That's why yeah. she went from man yeah. to man. That's why she went from drug to drug. That's why it was never her fault. Sure. No matter sure. what was going on, it was someone else's fault. You know, the car ride, you know, it was, it was, it was the, the, the son's fault. Uh, you know, oh, he was just being a kid and, you know, or he shouldn't have said what he said or, you know, and, oh, you know, I had to work long shifts, so I had to start taking drugs to whatever, you know, they fired me and it was their choice, you know, like it was always someone else's fault. No accountability. Know? Yeah. No accountability. None no accountability. whatsoever, but not even like at some point you have to hold yourself accountable. If someone else is not there for you, you have to be there for yourself. Sure. At some point, at the end of the day, excuses are just BS. They just are. And you have to stand up on your own two legs. You have two legs to stand up on. And if you choose not to stand up on them, that is your choice. But you cannot be bitter at other people. 
cannot. Yeah. And to me, you know, though addiction, we see it, and addiction and poverty generally hold hands. They just do. You know, whether sure. it's drugs, You're right. whether it's drugs or it's alcohol, abuse, um, you know, geez, man, the list, the list is long, but they all hold hands, you know, and then you, you, you look on the other end of things, you know, and you, and you hear the stories of people that, that, that come out of it and they said, I had to, I had to make a choice, sure. you know? Do you, do you ever lose that some... choice? I mean, I'm really curious if you ever lose that choice because it gets to such a point that. I don't just... think I don't. I, well, okay. I'll say this. I think, I think you can, I think you can cross the line to a point to where you've done yourself enough damage. You know, if you've, if, I mean, you know, if you've, if you've damaged yourself to a point at some point, Jesus would be the only hope. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to try that route. That's fine. It is very uphill battle, up mountain battle. Yeah. Um, but at what point do do you think? At what point do you, or do you ever say, I I, I have to give up? I mean, I think that like the movie really sits on that tension of like how how far are you supposed to go with 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 somebody in that situation, right? Cause you know, Travis, you mentioned it. Like you're, you're, you're that guy in your family. You're this kid in your family, right? Yeah. That when, when people are addicted, people, uh, people are doing drugs, people get in trouble, people get put in jail. Like you're the fixer. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and it seems like we're not, you know, you fix it and then they fall back and they go and then you have to fix it again. And then you have to fix it again. And then you have to fix it again. Then you have to fix it again. Right? Like, and, you know, to like one of the most, one of the worst scenes, the most infuriating scenes, I think, in in the movie is when he, when he, he works so hard to get his mom to the rehab facility. Mm. And, 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 and when he's like, when he's doing the credit card game, and I think we all know how that, that we could all like experience, we've all experienced that of like put, put put $700 in here put $200 on this one, like that whole game. Like he did all that. And then she just leaves. And you're just like, dude, like, come on. Like, you know, like it's infuriating. Yep. But, but it's his mom. So, so what do you do? I mean, like how far are you supposed to go, Trav, before you just, well, you have, you, you wipe your hands of it or do you uh, ever? Uh, I'm a recovering enabler. <laughs> Hi, Travis. Um, <laughs> I am. I, 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 I I'll show you this up here. Those kids up there, seven kids, and those people running is us running to from poverty to gain to wealth is running from uh, spiritual defeat to glory and to knowing God. And that's why you see that legacy changer thing up there. I, I created my own family brand and I asked my kids, who wants to help change the family name with me? Who's on this ride? So I create, did it in a brand way so that it didn't seem like – so altruistic. I said, okay, we have this brand. We're the Carters. We're synonymous with poverty, lack, uh, drugs, alcohol, prison. Our name is horrible in our town. Let's change it. But then I'm trying to change the family, the kids. and But I have this wife from Sweden who's never seen anything like this. And, and I put her into this world. And at some point, 
though I'm trying to change and make this, if you're not along for the ride with me, you're going to end up holding me back. Uh, you mentioned Christ Jesus, the, the, uh, Matlock. A pastor told me, he said, I don't care how strong you are. He says, you can be stronger than a person. Uh, you can weigh more than a person. Like you can be, you could be 200 pounds and they could be 135. But if you stand up on top of a chair and they're standing below you and you try to pull them up, they can yank you down a lot faster. You can, you have to use all your sure. force. They just yank you down a little bit. So if you're going to be on a chair and pull someone up, you better make sure that you're super strong. In this movie, let this guy go to Yale, let him get this internship and become super strong before helping the others out. Because he's trying to do it when he's not strong enough to pull up from the chair, and you have to know when that moment is. You know, it, it's funny because uh, you, you talk about the Bible, and Jesus would say stuff like, "Hey, why don't you come follow me?" But Jesus, I have to go bury my father. He, he just died, and he'd be like, "Well, let the dead bury the dead. Mm-hmm. I got something bigger, and 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 what I'm going to do." You'll see that guy in, in heaven. You'll be with your dad forever when and it that comes sounds time. Har- that sounds harsh. Sounds harsh. Too, right? It that sounds hard, really hard. Yeah. That's a hard. I I needed those things so I wouldn't be that enabler that the uh, gentleman in the movie almost was. Because at some point I'm gonna, if I w- if I'm called to be a type of a savior for, for for the family, but I can never get equipped and I can uh, 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 never get my lifesaver and I can never get trained like the Jedi, then I'll never be the Jedi to go to be able to battle all of these different things, if you will, sure. and. You don't you know that point, but your heart tells you, ah, I gotta turn around. Um, I can't leave them. And what if it doesn't work? And what if something bad happens to them? And it's like what Matlock said, sometimes they're just so far gone. Yeah. So far gone that you will mess up your entire life and future. And and a lot of people who were attached to what you were supposed to do, your calling, your gifting in life. There's a ton of moms that you have to save. But you'll never get to to save those crackhead moms or whatever. So it's, it's it's a tough thing, and we become enablers for family because of the guilt. So you think? Are you saying that there is a point? There is a point you come you, you get to that you just have to wash your hands of it. Is that is is there ever that point? You have to become literally calloused to and not you 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 become t- soft on people. You love the people, tough on the issues. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my my executive coach said. You're you're too soft. You're um, you're soft on people and soft on the issues. Be tough on this. You you are doing this. This is what's going to happen if you continue to do this. And a parent, a friend, a family member who who's in that position has to be the prodigal son's father. He did let him, knowing that his son was going to see poverty and lack and make the bad choice. Let him go. You gotta be let the, everyone That's be do their prodigal journey and fall and come back. And it's hard. To do it, guys, it's hard. It's so, tough. Uh, so, a question that really came up for me that ties into this that I don't completely understand. Okay, what the for you guys, it looked like that. For me, I was like, how many times are you going to forgive this person? Seriously, move on. You know, I mean, seriously. And I no. thought, okay, how many times? Well, Jesus said not seven times, but seventy times seven. The meaning being, you never stop forgiving the person, right? But I don't understand how that plays out. And that's kind of what you guys are touching on right now. Maybe Matlock and Travis can speak to this better than uh, Houston or I, because of what you guys were saying, the way you connected with the movie in ways that I did not, but that's, that's where it fell for me. Like how, where does forgiveness fall in all this? And what does it look like really impractically? 
soft on, soft on people, tough on the issues. Uh, Rory, you, you, you're, I have a coach named Rory. Um, he's my executive coach. He's a pastor and I'm going to quote what he awesome. said. Yeah, he is awesome. And you need a Rory in your life. What you just said. Yeah. And he said, uh, let me tell you what Travis, what you are, what you're describing to me. And these are just his words, guys. He said, you sponsor a lot of bullshit. That's what you do. You sponsor it. And um, he said exactly what you said, Rory. He's like, at some point, you're, you're forgiving them, but you can't keep being around those issues. They're, they're dragging you down. Yeah, so I think that's the distinction is, 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 is it possible to forgive somebody, love somebody, uh, but, but still not necessarily have to be dealing in the mess all the time? Right. Like, where's that line that 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 you make that distinction? Right. What do you think, Matt? Like, where, where, where is that line? Well, I'll say this. There's in, we'll we'll bring the movie back in real quick and then I'll, I'll talk about just life. I think I think uh, his name is J.D., right? In the film? Yeah, J.D. Yep. Yeah. I yep. think J.D. kind of he had done that. He had cut the tie. And then what brought him back was the fact that mom, mom, like, like this was, could have been the end all for mom. Sure. So I think sure. he had, he had cut that tie. Now he came back to be the support in that extreme dire situation. And I think that tie was still cut, but he was trying to do the best he could in the moment. And I think that even when right. you cut the tie, right. there's still going to be those moments where you still come back in trying to help or trying to intervene in some degree i agree just because just because of love because of of that but 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 knowing that you've cut the tie you know and and the fact of the forgiveness part um you know that comes a lot easier than cutting the tie you know you know you've forgiven someone whenever you can think back on a situation and it doesn't hurt your heart as much anymore you know that's you know that the forgiveness has happened in that that degree but cutting that tie you know I've had to do that multiple, multiple times in my life. Um, you know, and sometimes you don't, you realize that maybe it's not, it wasn't quite as severed as you thought it was, you know? Um, but, but saying that, you know, cutting, cutting the tie, um, it's not like you erase the person and they're, and they're done. Like, Oh, you, right. you've chosen right. that over, your family, because, you know, at the end of the day for JD, it was mom, you know, for this person down the road, it's, it's this person and cutting that tie doesn't mean removing them from your life completely. Now that may mean a couple of years go by where you don't, you know, you, you got it. Just like Travis was saying, you've got to be so strong. You're not just standing on a wicker chair. You're not just standing on a chair barely above these people. You know, you, you need to be so secure in your life that whenever they start tugging on you, you're not going to topple over and fall back down. They're right. not going to remove you from your position or from your platform that you've set up in your life, you know? And that's what's hard is, is sometimes you do have to make those choices. Travis, you know, he's got kids. I've got kids, you know, you know, whenever it comes to family and things like that, you know, you, you do have a bit of a, a, a um, there's, there's more there. There's more there than just how it affects you. And you have to decide how it affects the entire world in your world, you know? So yeah. cutting yeah. those ties means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But knowing 
that it's family, especially like with JD. I think he did cut those ties because he did. He moved on and he went to yeah. college. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Marines, right? He went to the Marines first. Yeah, he went, yeah. went to college, right? Yeah. yeah, that was probably, I think, strategically such a great move for him just to talk about becoming himself. strong. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, like that's such a, that's such an that's just an interesting thing. I think you have you know, your 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 parallel to the the, you know, the parable of the prodigal son is that dad mm-hmm. did let him let him go, right? Uh, and um, sometimes. You know, he didn't chase him down, didn't try to talk him into staying, didn't try to do any of that stuff. You know, it's interesting because, you know, the Bible says that, you know, Jesus said, he said that you know, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. Like there, you know, what we see with, with, with all of, I think the people there in that, uh, you know, in that movie, it's just like that whole area is that, you know, it's, it's, what's interesting about that area is that generally it's a very church, it, 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 everybody grows up with a belief in God. I mean, it's the Bible belt, right? That's yeah. like, you know, no one really questions it. Not a lot of people are churched. Not a lot of people sort of, you know, walk it out. It's just like, if you ask somebody, are you a Christian? Of course. Do you believe in God, Jesus? Yeah, of course. Right. Um, that, yeah, but, uh, but, you know, are you active in your local church and, you know, are you discipled or whatever? Like that, that's when it kind of like, are you American? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's sort of yeah. very similar. Yeah, of so, course. You know, yeah. So in the in the book, you know, it, it uh, he recounts you know how his his mammal like always you know professed to be a Christian, but then you know she would go when when the grandfather would come home drunk, uh, passed out of the couch. She um, you know she one night she lit him on fire. That was awesome. I mean, that was hilarious. Yeah, right? she's, she's yeah, lighting on fire, like you know. And there, there's no dis like that, that doesn't that doesn't rub. Like how you know uh, that's just kind of what you do. So there's this interesting disconnect. But what's the, what the what the book doesn't or what the movie doesn't go into is he in the in the book. There's a time when he does go back and live with his real dad, and while he's with his real dad, mm. his real dad actually starts taking him to church. And, uh, and he, he starts learning about forgiveness and he starts learning about, you know, uh, um, you know, just the gospel and, 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 and things like that. And then when he goes back then, uh, to live with his mom and his mamaw, like he has sort of this, he has this sort of this different sense of obligation of, 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 you know, with his family. It's really interesting, but, you know, one thing, the, the most interesting things I, I, I see, you know, as far as like, what are the lessons that we can learn? So many people feel, feel feel bound to their family uh, because it's your family. Right. And, and, uh, and they say, well, I, you know, I, I can't move because of this, I can't you know, do this. I got to take care of my, my sister or whatever. Um, the fir- you know, when, before God gave his grand plan to Abraham, the first thing he told him, he says, leave, leave the country of where you're from. You got to get out of your family, like leave your family. Like you got to get out of that environment. Right. Just so you can, hear and understand and figure out kind of, you know, what, what I want you to do. Um, and even Paul, when Paul's talking about, when Paul's talking about the, just the administration of the church, you know, like if somebody's doing, you know, screw it up there, you, know, you go to him, talk to him, talk to him with somebody else, talk to him in front of a bunch of other people. Right. But there is a point, there is a point that you gotta, you like, man, we gotta, we gotta, separate and remove. Right. Roy, so I, man, this is what's burning in me right now. And since you set it up that way, I, I don't feel like it's a stretch. What does love look like, right? Because we're talking all around this whole theme of, whoa, this is kind of what he did to make the situation right. And what she went through and the grandmother did, you know, it's, we were watching love take place. Right. And so I wrote this down yesterday. It's uh, 
Jesus, when he talks about love, he talks about a biblical kind of love. In the Greek, it's called agape, right? Mm -hmm. And so we go, what does that mean? Godly love, agape. Well, it's basically an action. Agapao is the verb. And so anytime he's talking about what Jesus did or what God did, he uses the verb form. So I wrote down yesterday, agape love is not an emotion. It's an action. It's not a feeling. It's a doing. Sure. And I think that I, I what, what's so hard for us to grasp is what is love supposed to look like, right? Because it looked like, let's go to the Garden of Eden. It looked like God creating this perfect environment and creating man and woman and putting them in this environment. And oh man, it's it's everything they could ever dream of. And he visits them all the time. And that's love. Love also looked like him allowing them to eat of the tree of good, of the knowledge of good and evil, and to fall from grace and to die, right? And then he, it's like he lets them go, man. And he like sort of distances distances himself because there's this separation, right? Well, what also does love look like? Love, I mean, jumping through the whole story of Abraham and all this sort of stuff, just jumping forward to Jesus, love also looked like at the right time. And you were talking about it uh, before, Matt, like I believe it was you saying this a minute ago, Jesus jumped into the situation. Maybe it was Travis or whoever, so that he could be there and know what it is, right? He had to become man, God's own son. Yeah, sure. God came to earth to be man, to live it out so he could know what it is. What's and interesting right about that? moment. What's interesting about that 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 Garden of Eden situation is is Adam and Eve screwed up, right? They they uh, they misstepped, uh, they were deceived, uh, and um, and they and they 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 broke the one rule that 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 God had, right? That enacted these consequences. Uh, but the first thing that God did after that, right? If you look at the, his first action after they after they fell, is he made them close. Yeah, close right. Up. Which, which, which I thought like, you know, he didn't, he didn't whoop him. He didn't give him a whoop. Him. He didn't get the switch off the, the tree and like go to town. Like, you know, he right. still like, even though they screwed up and, and you know what? They didn't take the personal responsibility. Like, they, yeah. you know, he was like, Hey, what, what did y'all do? And, uh, and Adam was like, Hey, it's the woman you gave me. Uh, she's the one that did it. He blamed right. his wife. And then Adam, and then, and then, uh, then Eve was like, Hey, it was the serpent's fault. It wasn't my fault. Right. So everybody's like, you know, goes back to what you're talking about, Matt Locke, is there was no personal responsibility, no personal accountability. Right. And then even despite that, God said, OK, I'm still going to make you close. Right. I'm still yeah. I'm, I'm still going to provide for you. And that's what grace is, which yeah. which so it wasn't like he's like, all right, you guys screwed up. I'm out. Um, no. So it seems like God was kind of doing what J.D. was doing in this in this situation. Right. Right. But, but at the same time, there were still consequences that came along with, with the fall. I mean, there were, there were still, that still had to kind of play out. Right. He didn't know what's interesting. Check this out. And this goes along with you, what you said, Matlock and what you're saying right now, Houston one, it's, it's really cool that we could take these movies that people thought were political and, and find cool things to line up with, what what would the word of God have to say about it? How how does that handle? How does that parallel play out? I think that's really cool that we can find this in this movie. But um, when we're talking about a, 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 a Jesus and sacrifice, and Matlock said earlier, you don't give up on your family. There's certain times you break away, you forgive, and he you, he went back. Okay, I got the call. This is a moment I have to go back, and and I believe in that. I don't believe that that's like 
enablement. It would have been enablement if he would have missed his interview. Sure. But he was the one, the chosen one, the need, if you will, mm-hmm. the Jesus character that had to do it because his sister put a lot of pressure on him. Why couldn't you just take her in? And why she was like, take the um, come back, come back. And then she and he's like, you live with. I can't have her live with me. And, and you know, she just kind of bailed on him. And it's kind of like when Moses was the one who had to go to Pharaoh. Like mm-hmm. Anyone could have said Pharaoh, let my people go. But Moses, what, what's going on? Can you go talk to him again? Like, and, and I'm sure he's like, oh my sure. gosh, it's on me. It's on me. But you are actually the one in that moment. You are yeah. the one. You're the one who had to go and get strength, and no one would have had been able to do it. He was called since a little boy to do that act. Yeah, sure. him getting the good grades, him going to the to the army. He was the one, yeah. and she yeah. ultimately got sober. Yeah. But that's yeah. where when to knowing how knowing you're the one, but knowing how to be the one. I know that sounds weird, and Morpheus no, no. like, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> it. But, that, but that's interesting. I think it's an interesting thing to, to, to consider the sister, and we haven't talked about the sister. Like, yeah. the sister was there, like, in the town, right? But the at the whole same thing. time, yeah. but that's the same, which is, is frustrating. It's like, dude, come on. Like, can't you can't you take her? But at the same time, like, the sister had had kids of her own. And, you know, she had a husband and, and I feel like that family dynamic starts to change a little bit when now you're, now you're trying to protect your own kids from, you know, and, and that, that creates sort of a different calculation um, uh, because you bring, bring the attic in the, cou- uh, in the house with your own kids like that, that could get squirrely real fast. What do you think, Trav? I mean, uh, you, I think that's a, the, your exact situation because, you know, you talk about bringing Marika into it, but but then, you know, you have like with with, with your kids, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, with your brother and all that stuff. Like, how do you shield them from from all that? Well, or, or, or or if you're just the one, if you're just the one, do you just like they get mad at it? me? My, my wife will want me to. She's like, OK. But she hates that I'm the one in the family. Mm. I'm the one who does. I go. I go to church. I get executive coaching. I have the cor- big corporate corporate job. I have really strong, uh, 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 um, morally sound friends who 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 will live in, in, in Christian friends, right? So it all culminates to me being w- within my family. I am that person. Now I do have to watch that I don't endanger my children i don't neglect my children and my wife um and i don't stress them out because my wife gets mad when i'm in situations like jd because it doesn't phase me like courtney started crying when that when the boy was getting hit by his mom i was like oh that's yeah. nothing he shouldn't have ran he should have just took that one you're gonna get it worse if you, she once you catch you like <laughs> right? would that right. made you cry courtney but that's not, not, not demeaning courtney she just never saw anything like that to me sure. that was like all right listen that's typical oh, stop you know i'm just gonna toss them up and take it so right. sure when i explain that stuff to my 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 wife and and they see people in our family on drugs and going crazy and the cops come at our house three times in a row and we're in the suburbs with all uh these big houses and 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 you know affluent white people around and then i'm like we do feel embarrassed i'm like oh man i'm the black dude i bought the hood to the suburbs i'm already messing up you know i I got those pressures but then these crazy situations where cops are being called and my kids are like what's going on they've never seen that and A part of me is like, oh man, I didn't. Could you you invite that? And then all of a sudden that starts chipping. It can do one or two things. It can make them stronger, or it could be like, okay, this is normal life. This is 
this is cool with the um, uh, cops in your life, drugs in your life. It happens in our family and it's a weird situation because sure. you can like I had my first beer because not that drinking a beer is a bad thing, but I had my first beer. But my, you know what my rationale was? Well, you know, my dad's cool. He drinks beer. Uh, and I wait till I was 18. I was like, I'm 18 now. Let me have a beer. You waited till you're 18 to drink a beer. That's awesome. Yeah, because I thought it was really, I thought I thought it was really gr- I thought it was really gross. I mean, I would. Yeah, beer's I would terrible. Try. Yeah, and my dad. My dad was like a more of a beer connoisseur. Which right. like now I will go to like different these tasting things and I'll taste like different beers or whatever. Like I'll taste it. You know, I was like, what was he into? He was like, oh, this one is so crisp and this blah blah. But anyway, that yeah. was my rationale is what I'm getting at. Sure. And when I would see things happen in my my life, I'm like, all right, what well, the cops are coming over. But it's not as much as it was when I was little, so this is cool. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to start doing that, so I do want to shield them a yeah, little yeah. bit. It's interesting. It's, it's weird. Interesting. I want them to go through some things, but I want to shield them from normalizing. This is not normal, guys. And yeah. Matt, like you, you got three little girls, yeah. right? So, so yeah, like how in a vacuum without without your without your daughters, uh, you know, you have a calculation of how you can help a family member like that. But when you bring when you bring your daughters in the mix, like how do you balance that, right? Like who takes priority? Yeah. See, what? Well, my my kids will always take priority in that yeah. scenario, and uh, I'm I'm not ashamed of that, and I don't feel one ounce of guilt that my kids right. because my kids will not endure the childhood that I did. Right. Won't. Not not even a flavor of it, not yeah. a spice. And, um, you know, they say, you know, you are who you are because of what you, you know, and it's like, okay, sure. But you know what? I, I have a, I have a strong inkling and, um, feeling that, you know, you can learn some life lessons without getting abused. Yes. You know, and you can, you can, you can learn life lessons, you know, and that's one thing is, you know, um, and not, throwing shade at, at, at uh, anyone for drinking alcohol, but I've never tasted because the, one of the, one of the many households mm. I grew up in, um, the man that drank alcohol became a monster and beat us all because of wow. alcohol. Yep. So I know yep. that is what that does. And if anyone, if anyone is, to do, you know, and it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, it's just casual. And I'm like, but at one point it won't be. Right. That's interesting. So, interesting. so that is, that yeah. is, will that'll never happen and that won't be in my household and so my kids will never and that's one thing is you know there's people that you know that'll it'll and i and don't get me wrong i spoil my kids but there's people that like really spoil their kids you know and they're like well i just want them to have everything well i want them to have everything that i didn't have as a kid and i'm like okay i do want that for my kids but i want them to not have everything that i had that's good and i want them i want them to still know and understand that those monsters still live out there and they may live next door, mm. but that does not have to affect you in such a way that it cripples you um, or, or makes it to where you're, you're able to, to make a decision. And you know what? Sometimes the monsters are in our families. Yeah. And you, you have to, you have to make that decision that, you know, um, 
I'm sorry. Like I've, I've literally had to tell a person, no, you will not see my children. Wow. Mm. And they, they made a big stink about it, but you know what? They haven't been there. Sure. So that one moment that they wanted to see my kids for whatever the purpose and reason was a fleeting moment that could have damaged my kids for forever. Sure. It's fleeting for sure. them, but could have impacted my children for the rest of their life. So you know what? That fleeting moment that you got mad about didn't mess my kids up. Sure. I don't feel bad sure. about it. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it at all. So in that light, like the sister, the sister like may may have actually made that right decision, like given priority <laughs> over. I, I, I think I think she she did her version of cutting ties as well. Yeah, I, I think she yeah. was there just the same for the brother, but the brother was able to be there in a completely different capacity. A different way. Yeah, I agree. No, it's it's super interesting. So so let's wrap this up. I'm going to go around and just get get the big takeaways. Like, what's what's your takeaway? Just like when you walk away from this film, what are you what are you going to hold on to, uh, uh, spiritually, emotionally, entertainment wise? Like, what you know? What's what's your big takeaway? We'll start with you, Rory. What do you think? Uh, I think that it was a a story that he wrote about his life and it was what it uh first of all you know it was what it was not a political statement any of that stuff it just was what it was that's what kentucky looks like right sure. in that area so first of all that uh and on the deeper side of things for me i just i know i keep coming back to the love thing but it, it uh, trying to learn what does love look like because i need to love properly right i need to love sure. as jesus christ loved and that's really hard because what does it look like when I disagree with all these people or they're doing terrible things and I'm supposed to forgive them, but not necessarily check out of their lives all the time. I'm supposed to do something to help and not enable and, uh, but they, they hate me. And how am I, why am I, what does loving that look like? I mean, sure. these are themes I'm struggling with, as you can tell in my life, uh, with the, with a country that's so divided and a people that are so divided and people have active interests somehow to try and keep us divided and make it worse. And I'm like, uh, we're called to cross that divide, just like in the sure. movie, right? We're called to, to cross that divide with love. And this movie I thought was amazing because it looked like so many different things that were unexpected. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, you're hearing you guys' stories and stuff when you talk about it. It's like, well, wow, this is a, a, a lot for me to, to learn and take in and try and gain wisdom. And like Matt Locke said, you don't have to live it to have wisdom from life. You can sure. gain wisdom from others who have lived it. And I try and gain so much wisdom from the Bible and scripture. And hearing you guys talk about it and how it affects your lives is really great for me to learn what it's supposed to look like as well. Yeah, it's good. Yep. That's good. T-Rep, what do you think? What's uh, your big takeaway? Uh, probably three. For, first one, get out of your, your comfort zone when it comes to you're going to meet someone in your life, not JD to mom, but uh, mama to the, to, to, to J, JD, mm -hmm. she wanted, she didn't want to take him in her household, stay with your mom, stay in that dysfunctional area until she saw it's on me. Yeah. There's something gifted in that kid right there. We've got a winner. We've got, we've got a savior. Let, I've got to get him out though. We have to get out of our comfort zone and approach people, take people and sponsor, sponsor someone, if you will. All right. That changed his life. and. Two, there's there's going to be that that calculator moment. Mm -hmm. You know, when when you make that sacrifice as 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 a person, there there's a time when we know when we see okay, 
I've got to get it there. Um, someone sacrificed for me. So Mama's sacrificing and him, him seeing that, him watching the food, him watch, seeing what she did with the calculator, but her being tough in that situation. It, it, it awakened something where he was to, able to revisit his soul box, as we call it in our story beats, and think about what does life really mean. That had to happen. And three, know, know that uh, know, know that you you can't – you are we're, – we're built just like made in the image of God. We are built to, to help be a, a conduit and, and help save someone, but there's, there's also in, in that saving someone, you have to – Know when to uh, to to when to be soft on the people, forgiving the people, but tough on their issues, and let them fall, hurt, and and, and go through that prodigal moment themselves, so that you're not weighed down. He could have missed a moment. He could have missed that interview, but he did the right thing by going back to his mom. But he did the right thing by letting her be in that suffering. She's reaching his hand out, mom. You've done some things to yourself. I'm gonna go get myself right. I came back. I set you up. Now it's on you. You have to know those moments and be strong yeah. enough to fulfill them. That's good. What's your big takeaway, Matlock? I think <clears throat> I think I'll piggyback kind of just off of what was said just now by Travis. You know, those those rock bottom moments. You know, the mom she she hit that rock bottom, and I think that I think that JD making his choice in her rock bottom moment was the truth that she needed, mm. you know, cause the, at the end of the film, we find out that, that that was her, that was her turnaround moment, you know, mm-hmm. and that she was sober from then on out, you know? And I think, I think that we, we, we have the choice. I think the biggest takeaway of the film for myself is ultimately we get to choose whether or not, we allow the world around us to be the excuse mm-hmm. or to be the fuel. That's good. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and we get to choose, you know, and that may be, that may be, you know, to be the best parent you can be, uh, to be the best lawyer you can be, to be the best in the film and entertainment industry, sure. the music industry, you know, to be the whatever. You know, to be the, to be in, in mama's case, she was, she was doing the best she could do as mama, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think that that is my biggest takeaway from this is, is just, you know, we have the power and that, that is not, that's not even, uh, I mean, that's whether you're Christian or not. Sure. You, You have, you have the power to choose for yourself, you know, is it easy? No. Right. Especially right. in scenarios like the one we're discussing, you know. Um, but the, I th- for me, the biggest takeaway is definitely um, that, that we have the choice, you know. And regardless if whoever has seen this, watching this right now, I've seen the movie or not, it is one million percent worth a watch. Yes, it's I agree. Such, 100%. such a good movie. Ignore the critics. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, you know, my, my big takeaways, uh, one, it just, you know, it shows, this movie, I think, shows the divide that 
uh, sort of urban America between urban America and, and, and sort of, you know, Appalachia, like it, it's there, there's, there's a divide between people live in the city and, and, and sort of, you know, uh, and, and people live in the country and, um, you know, there's this misunderstanding and, 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 you know, we gotta, we gotta recognize when people, other people are shaking the jar. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just yeah. on, on the macro sense and, and, um, but, you know, so thematically you know, those takeaways for me, uh, you know, the things that, that stick with me is, is I love that, that speech that Mamaw gives him. I love the fact that she's like the, the character aspect of she loved the Terminator movies. Right. Uh, and, and she, but she says that real poignant speech of like, listen, we go going basically what you were saying, Matt, like, like we, we have, you have the choice. Are you going to be the good Terminator? Are you going to be the bad Terminator? You know, are you going to protect are you going to destroy? And, uh, and, and, or the and indifferent we, Terminator. Right. Right. We gotta, we gotta, we, we make that choice. And, and, um, you know, I, I think, you know, she decided to be that good Terminator. Uh, her mom or his mom was, was very much the bad Terminator. Listen, and I think in a way, even mama was probably a bad Terminator to her own daughter in 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 a way in, in a different way than she was the good yeah. terminator to the grandson. Yes, grandson. never yep. never too late to switch. Right. Yep. And it's it's never um, too late. And you know, and that's tough, right? Because I think I think that Amy Adams, the mom, she she de- Bev, I think was her name. She, you know, she dealt with a lot of stuff in her when the way she grew up that that, you know, um that she probably didn't deserve either that she had to deal with. Right. But, but what made her different than her own kid is that her JD chose differently. And, and so I think that's a poignant takeaway that you had Matlock. So we had that choice and um, but, 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 you know, we can decide like you were saying, Trav, especially with kids, like there's, there's these inflection points where we can speak into the life of, of kids and, 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 and you may not see, like that moment that the light bulb clicks for him, but 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 because uh, Mamaw didn't see it either, like either, like you know, uh, uh, she didn't see it happen. Like he, you know, it happened in the background, and he just started doing the dishes, and he started paying attention in school. And but it all goes back to that one moment where she decided to, uh, you know, not get her prescription filled. Uh, just so you know, she could get the calculator, and 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 you know, and uh, you know, she sacrificed the food, and, and just a couple of those little things. That's when she. That's when it it made that difference. And we don't know the difference that that we're making in other people's lives, especially the lives of children. Children are watching us like crazy, and whether they're your own kids or not, right? So, uh, so that's a big takeaway. And for me, like, you know, uh, a lot of ways, you know, we're talking about how do we relate to JD. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, in 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 his situation, especially when the mom's reaching back with her hand, and 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 you're like, do you grab the hand? Do you not grab the hand? You know, gosh, man, like, you know, listen, I'm like, I'm like you, Matlock, like, uh, well, not exactly. Like, I I'm, I don't I don't drink. Uh, yeah, it's not because I never tasted it. Like beer, every beer I taste. Uh, tastes like pee. I just, just don't like beer. Like, not that I know what pee tastes like, but you understand what I'm saying. The, uh, uh, that was I my just, next question. That was my next question. I, I can tell you. I, I, I tell just you too, Yeah, I just, I just, uh, I just yeah. never found. I just never found the beer I like. But the, um, but, but uh, I think we all sort of can, can relate to JD. Do we grab the hand? Do we don't? I'm not. 
you know, I don't struggle with addiction. I've never struggled with addiction of, 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 of you know, in, in alcohol or drugs or anything like that. I've never even smoked a cigarette. I'm like, you know, sort of one of those straight lights dudes. Uh, and, um, but like, we've all been the mom still. We've all like, we've all struggled. We've all, we've all been in that situation. And whether it's with whatever it is, whatever your situation is, like we've all been brought to like, fetal position in the bed in some way, whether physically or emotionally or spiritually. And I'm just thankful that every time I reach my hand back, that God always takes it. Yeah. Like, like whether, however we figure out how to walk out the, the, like our own personal actions as people, like God never misses that opportunity to, to grab that hand that we, that we reach out. And I'm just super really? thankful with that. Right. Like I, I, because, you know, um, because we, we've, we've all been the mom in different ways. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that, you know, uh, we, we spend so much time thinking about the, the, the kids, the, 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 the mamaw, the, the, the son, the daughter that, we, and we don't realize that we've been that mom, but we have just maybe in, in some other ways, or maybe when, in, in, in the same way, maybe, you know, there's some of people watching this that maybe have been the addict. Right. And so, um, so it's interesting. I think what, what makes this film interesting is that we can relate from so many perspectives. I can relate to the sister as the parent. I can relate as, you know, to mamaw. I can relate to the mom. I can relate to the kid uh, as the fixer. It's like, you know, um, uh, you know, Marika Travis, she can relate to the girlfriend in Yale, right? Yeah. Like that's that, that he's trying Absolutely. to, you know, it's just like, there's so many things like even to that, that scene, like I said, with, with him, like trying to put, you know, use seven different credit cards to, to pay for something like, <laughs> man, I've been there. Like, you know, when you're broke, you're broke, right? Like it's, it's, it's one of those things. And that's why I think the, 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 the hallmark of a great movie is the ability to relate to it. And when you relate to it, it creates that emotional connection that, that not every film has. So I definitely 100% recommend this film. I think, I think it's, you know, don't, it's not, don't buy the political th- a thing around it don't let politics oh. ruin this really emotional story oh look for um, it <laughs> yeah uh, definitely check it out and uh and, and 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 do some analysis on your own part but uh, but i think this has been a great conversation thank you guys for digging in deep figuring out what this movie really is about uh you know I, my coffee has long gone and uh you know and uh but that's okay i had a good cup i had a good conversation i appreciate it and we're going to be back. There you go. You get, see, you came prepared, Roy. You, you, you They're to, both empty. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. So uh, so looking forward to next time with you guys. Thank you so much. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.